My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once, with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2865. It's a spinner Sunday and we are going to take a look back at a story involving Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker that takes place three years after the events of The Phantom Menace and also speaks to the mindset of both Obi-Wan and Anakin and their connection to each other. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So the Obi-Wan and Anakin comic series was a limited series, five issues, came out in early 2016. Actually, the final issue came out on the day that the Obi-Wan Kenobi series was supposed to debut this year, May 25th. So six years after the fact, we are getting the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. But for now, we're considering the Obi-Wan and Anakin series, which I said at the top takes place three years after the events of The Phantom Menace, which puts Anakin at 12 years old. And the gist of the story is that there's been some sort of strange distress call that's come from a planet called Carnelian 4. It's a Jedi distress call and it's using a comparatively ancient language. There's no direct High Republic tie on this one and it's still a little bit early for there to have been High Republic discussions at this point even though Charles Sewell is the writer of this miniseries and Charles Sewell is of course one of the original story architects for the High Republic. So when Obi-Wan and Anakin get to this planet, there's a debris field around it and Obi-Wan is not able to pilot successfully around it. So they end up crash landing on the planet, ejecting to safety. And we find out through dialogue between Obi-Wan and Anakin that the people on the planet basically had a war where they just destroyed themselves and destroyed the planet. And the Republic did not intervene and the Jedi did not intervene because this planet wasn't part of the Republic at the time and Anakin Anakin is very concerned about the injustice and the plight of these people and wants to see the system fixed so that it could have been possible to save these people. So already, even though the galaxy is not really at war yet and won't be for another seven years, Anakin's learning some hard lessons about war and about what people do to each other in war and that the Jedi are meant to be peacekeepers and can't help if a population decides that they want to kill each other, that there's precious little that they can do. And there are only 10,000 of them for the whole galaxy anyway, and they're under the jurisdiction of the Senate and all this stuff. Anakin says, well, you know, we should change the system then. And in the meantime, they have more pressing matters to deal with because a couple of airships, like blimps, are fighting each other and one is about to crash and so there's a rescuing and stuff and we find out that there are still survivors of two factions that had been fighting each other on this planet who refer to each other as open and closed, though we don't necessarily learn what that necessarily means, like open to what or closed to what. 
and they each <laughs> want to kill each other, but when they find out that Obi-Wan and Anakin had followed some sort of distress call and are trying to find the source of it, suddenly the open and the closed, who absolutely hate each other's guts and were refusing to work together to try to survive, suddenly they're like, oh yeah, I guess we can work together if we really have to. And it turns out that the reason why that's the case, and by the way, we are in full spoiler territory, but this is six years ago, so I think we can <laughs> do this. The reason why is is that this person who is referred to as the scavenger by the open and the closed sends out little trinkets of what used to be in the world. Basically, the scavenger is keeping a museum of objects that go back to before the war when everything was destroyed occasionally releases them out via kites to capture the imaginations of young people, thinking that you know the old people, they're never going to be convinced to stop fighting, but maybe the young people can be convinced. So basically, the scavenger was hoping that the Jedi would come and kill all of the old people so that the scavenger could start anew with the young people, which yeah, kind of misses the point a little bit. But it turns out that there's some sort of like story hollow board thing that the scavenger was looking at and seeing how powerful force users were but it had malfunctioned and been black and white for the longest time and when Obi-Wan finally meets the scavenger just thinks to ask hey scavenger you know what color was the lightsaber blade when it was still working and the scavenger she says it was red so now you can probably figure out exactly why the scavenger was thinking about just having a Jedi show up and kill people because it wasn't really a Jedi of course it was a Sith. Meanwhile, Anakin gets conned by a couple of the open people into fixing a couple of devices and they slug him with a wrench and kidnap him and bring him back to their base where they have a bunch of droids that aren't working, a couple of mechanized attack robots and the work that Anakin did without realizing it for them made these things work and so now they have weapons that the closed don't have and they can go attack and win the war. Meanwhile, the scavenger says that the open and the closed both want to kill the scavenger because the scavenger is a distraction from the war and may make them not want to fight anymore and all the open and the closed want to do is fight and beat each other and also beat the scavenger too. So when they all converge on the scavenger's location, Obi-Wan is reunited with Anakin and gets Anakin to fix a comm unit to call the Republic in. There was nothing of use to the Republic on this planet and that was one of the reasons why in the very beginning Obi-Wan said that the Republic wasn't necessarily going to go in and get involved in the fighting that had previously happened, in addition to the fact that they weren't members of the Republic in the first place. But Obi-Wan basically lies and says that there may be some sort of Tabanagas thing in the atmosphere, which then the Republic says, oh, we got to go there for that. And so they send a whole bunch of people and get the fighting to stop. That's Obi-Wan's way of doing it. But Obi-Wan does this because... He wants to help Anakin change the system, see that the system can be changed, but there's a really important reason why he's doing that, and that has to do with the undercurrent story that's happening this whole time. Anakin has said that he wants to leave the Jedi Order. And I'm probably burying the lead, quite honestly, because that's really what this story is about. And it's about Obi-Wan showing Anakin that 
it's not just Obi-Wan Kenobi that can do good in the galaxy, but it's the fact that Obi-Wan is part of something bigger, something meaningful with the Jedi Order that he is able to call in reinforcements from the Republic and that they're stronger together, basically. And so that's the means by which Obi-Wan eventually convinces Anakin to stay a part of the Jedi Order. As far as why Anakin wants to leave, he says that he's just impatient. At least that's what Obi-Wan is saying. Obi-Wan is saying that part of the Jedi training is just patience and learning skills over time and Anakin just doesn't have the capability of being patient and is frustrated and wants to leave. From Anakin's perspective though, there's a really beautiful moment between Obi-Wan and Anakin when Anakin basically turns in his lightsaber and he says, yeah, Qui-Gon told me that training to be a Jedi was gonna be a hard life, but I, as a nine-year-old, saw a magic man with a sword made of light and a spaceship. I was living on a world of dust. What was I gonna do, say no? and a slave, and a slave on a world of dust. So of course he was gonna say yes to Qui-Gon, and perhaps it's perfectly natural that he would have doubts years later too. Now he's free of that and has the opportunity to think bigger and says the galaxy is calling to him and he wants to go out and answer that call. These flashbacks with Anakin and seeing how he is thinking about wanting to leave the Jedi Order and other things going on in Coruscant before the mission, which actually I'm going to talk about in tomorrow's episode, these things are shown throughout the course of the story. We get these little flashback moments, and at the very end, one of the flashback moments has to do with Yoda and Obi-Wan having a conversation, and Yoda says if he wants to go, he can go. We're not jailers, but... Obi-Wan, what are you going to do about your vow to Qui-Gon? Are you going to break it? And Obi-Wan says, well, you know, I said I would train the boy, so if he leaves the Jedi Order, I'm still going to train him. And Yoda says, well, he can only be trained as a Jedi in the Jedi Order, so if he leaves, then you know what that means for you. And Obi-Wan says, yeah, that means I have to leave too. So it's not just Anakin's future in the Jedi Order that's at stake, it's Obi-Wan's future as well. So I suppose there's a case and argument to be made that because Obi-Wan probably wanted to stay in the Jedi Order that maybe he decided it was worth lying about the Tabanagas situation to the Republic to give a lesson to Anakin to say we're stronger together and maybe that wasn't necessarily the you know, perfect... <laughs> <laughs> clean moral choice to make. Maybe he was a little compromised in that moment, you might say. And I think that really does add even more nuance to the relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin. And I think that's something that's going to be in the back of my head as I consider the Obi-Wan Kenobi series when it debuts later this month. And that's what I've got for you today, and we're going to talk about Palpatine's involvement in this whole series tomorrow. But for now, that's going to do it for today's show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always, and may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders, may the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.